Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. Well, this is uh, our new voice here. Um, how do you want to introduce yourself? I, I already kind of called yourself Dictator Phil, but <laughs> yeah, let's run, let's run with that. Let's run with that. <laughs> yeah, we got Dictator we're, Phil. We, we've already we've already established it. Let's just run with it and go like take it home. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so, what we're going to talk about is several of the top stories, and we're always going to go off topic, have banter, all that fun stuff that we always do. This is the first transmission of the semester. Hopefully, we'll have many more. We don't get shut down or anything. But what I do want to start with is something that happened over the winter break that you do not know about, but I know Alex I was telling about. We had a a, um, a situation, let's say, where a disgruntled <laughs> listener <laughs> wrote, you know, took the effort to write on Facebook a complaint about this program here. And they said the following, quote, Wow, listening around 7.30 p.m. tonight, guess this is what freedom of speech is all about. And by the way, <laughs> Democrats do care about children. Not sure most Dems are pro-abortion, but pro-right to choose. And most abortions are not performed in the second trimester. But according to the CDC, 91.1% are performed less than 13 weeks. Thanks. End quote. Now, what she's talking about is when I was on air and I said the following, and I quote, the majority of abortions are done after like, I think the first or second trimester, I forget. I think after the first, end quote. I didn't know. Her statistic is correct, but I didn't know. That's why I said, I think, Honest I mistake. forget. Yeah. Honest mistake. Honest mistake. I always try to be factual and I always am. We always structure the show where I lay down the facts first and then we go on our opinionated segment. But... We never said Democrats don't care about children. I mean, everybody... <laughs> Unless yeah, you beg to differ. Everybody cares yeah. about children. Like, it's, yeah. it's not like... Yeah, it, I mean, people like to, to throw around this political banter. Like, if, you, if you're, if you like, within a certain party, like, oh, you don't care about this, you don't care about that. Like, oh, yeah, people care about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like, everybody does in their own way but i mean right certain people just i don't know they i don't know different... about liberty uh, say that again <laughs> i don't know about liberty i think the democrats don't care that much about it they care about in their, some ways they care about their liberty like the people that the people that make the laws and stuff like that they care about their liberty like they don't they don't so much care about yours mm. it's so it's like that george carlin skit about the environment where he talks about how environmentalists just want a nice clean space for themselves. Not everybody else, just just them. They want a nice backyard, nice neighbor, but not for you. You know, and that, it's it's selfishness. I think comes from a lot of people. I was listening. I was listening to a. Uh, I was listening to a radio show, and and he was saying something along the lines of, uh, "Freedom, uh, freedom of speech is important uh, as long as I'm the one." Uh, it applies to like what? and nobody else like no to heck with everybody else uh, as long as I have my free speech who cares about everybody else wow yeah that's where we are yeah 2019 ladies and gentlemen yeah but what also is happening in 2019 is daddy Trump uh, the surprise little address just a few hours ago at four o'clock on a Saturday he made a deal for the Democrats he pitched a deal he basically said I need my wall we need border security. You know, we need the wall. We need the drones. We need all that stuff. But here's what I'll give you guys to end the shutdown. 
We'll end, extend protection for DACA and TPS by three years. So, you get something, I get something, win-win, we should be happy, we should accept this deal. Will it happen? <laughs> I'm afraid it won't. They should no, take it, but I no, don't think they'll look, do look, it. And in my, my, my opinion, I don't think it's going to happen because you can't, like, um, and, and we talked about this before, but, like, we, you can't. Um, you can't be against the wall. Like, like uh, the the Dems were against the wall as soon as Trump announced it. Yeah. Like he's like, dude, I'm gonna build this wall, and they were like, they're against it. And you can't like say, you can't say what they said, um, and then just all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, I'll I'll just give in just so a couple people can. You know, be citizens because they had they they haven't cared. They haven't cared about many people. They just want their they want their agenda and they want their pride intact. Like that's that that's that's what matters most. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like okay, well, like is Trump ha like like that? This isn't the first time that Trump has had a great deal on the table. He's done too. basically this before. Yeah, like there was there was the one deal where he like he wanted to give asylum to like what a, like a million. Was it eight hundred thousand, or there's somewhere between eight hundred and six, uh, one point six million um, immigrants, mm -hmm. and and it was a good deal. It was a really good. It was better than honestly. I thought it was better than anything that the Democrats put on the table at that time, and they were like, no, like yeah, and 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 he proved he proved himself right. Like Trump proved himself right. When he was saying, he said something on an interview. He was like, "Look, I could give, I could give the Dems literally everything that they wanted, <laughs> and because, but because my name is yeah. on this thing, they'll say no. They're gonna say no yeah. each and every time. So how does he get out of this? How does he get his wall and get out of this shutdown? Uh, you guess about as good as mine. <laughs> like, like seriously, like I, it's it it's it's amazing. Well, I. There has to be a breaking point. Like to be honest, there has to be yes. some sort of breaking point yeah. to where um, this shutdown is going to tee off enough of people mm -hmm. to go, "Hey, look, come on, okay, this, that's enough, okay, let, let, let's give him his wall." <laughs> like, yeah. But, but what if he gets the DACA people rallied up that they start protesting, saying Democrats? build give him his wall so we can get protection we're starting to see we're starting to see numbers like all those people that like hated him in the election we're starting to see they're slowly all these demographics are slowly starting to like push yeah. their way uh toward giving trump more support like oh you had something well if you'll let me oh, i can't hear you one second all right so here's kind of what I see as happening. I think Trump's going to go and declare like mar like not martial law, but like a state of emergency. National He's just emergency. Kind of going to use that to go and build a wall because it's gone to the point where it's been shut down so long that it's like already cost them like over three billion dollars just in the shutdown process. If they would have just given them like Trump the wall, by the time this is all said and done, that's just the immediate consequences. You know, my this is being kind of like the heartache and stuff. You would have it would have been more worthwhile just to give him the wall instead of like bickering on and on about that. Mm -hmm. You know, 
that would have been the appropriate thing to do. But I, I just think it's become more of like, a, oh, you know, I want to make this person take the blame for it or this person or that person. And that, that's all they care about. They don't want this to be on their record. They shut down the government or they cave to Trump. Like it's, it's caused like an untenable position. Like no one can really win it, you know, right now, unless Trump is a bigger man and just declares a state of emergency and does it anyway. But then he's still going to get flack for that, you know, come 2020. He'll get flack so, from the Dems and the Libertarians on that. Of like, oh, he's you know using his exec, you know, abusing his executive power. This is unprecedented, and they're gonna like freak out over that. He's see, even, the Libertarians should be really happy today because like of the whole shutdown. They're like, oh, you know, this is this is what we want every day to be like. They do love it. That's the only reason they like Trump right now is because he shut down the government. <laughs> I, I wonder, like. I wonder what the executive order count is because they started the last two presidents. They kept track of that mm, sort of thing. Yeah, like, I'd I'd be interested to see what that number is. Well, it's for funding stuff. He can't do exact like he could do an executive order to build the wall. It's just he can't get funding for this it. Is what I, the, the, like we were saying something about that. Like he should have just started a GoFundMe page before that. Before that other guy did it, yeah, he should have done that. He probably would have had the the funding for the wall, and then he was just made the executive order. Bam, they're they're wall built. Oh, did you see that thing he started? Where if you donate some money, like you, like you donate to get a brick for the wall, I'm like, yes, let's do that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like people will. Like if you ask people, like people, like he has enough of people in his fan base to go. Okay, <laughs> let's let's do this. Everyone of his votes, I think, would have to donate twenty dollars. Everybody that voted for him would have to donate twenty dollars, and it could pay for the wall. I don't know if that's true. Don't 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 freak out. You know, people on Facebook over that. You know, have more disgruntled listeners. But that's what I've heard. Yeah. But also, just while I'm thinking about, it, if you want to join in on this conversation and you want to, uh, you know, talk with us, have a debate, or bring up whatever you want, call in at eight one four eight six five nine five seven seven, and you can talk to us live. We'll put you right on air and we'll have some fun. 814-865-9577. Uh, but, but yes, continue. Like here's the thing I see it's being a problem with like crowdfunding the wall. It's because like the Federal Elections Committee, if you donate more than a certain amount, like you'll get thrown in jail. That's what happened to Dinesh D'Souza. That's true. So it's like a really tricky area to be involved with that. But I think it's a great idea. And honestly, I think that like most new like, you know, laws that need funding, I think they should have. You have to go and put your money where your mouth is. You know, you want to go and like fund like poor people getting like food, like extra food or something. Okay, you go and use your money for that. I disagree. I feel like it's too idealistic to do that because people would just not fund certain needs that society needs and they wouldn't care. As long as they're fine, you know, they wouldn't care. And you would have. Well, that wouldn't be for everything, but like let's say you want to okay. support, like you want to fund Planned Parenthood, just have the people do it. Well, you know, that's why I think Planned Parenthood should just be a private entity that the government doesn't fund at all. Unless it's just for stuff that's non-abortion related, I'm perfectly fine with that. But if it's abortion related, that's very touchy. I would just say government doesn't fund the abortion portion. Well, I think that's technically what it's doing right now, but then they'll fund everything else, and then they use that extra money to get perform the abortion services. Oh. Like, they'll basically... Like they find ways. To, that's how they currently operate. Like they technically don't fund abortion, but if you're funding the entity that provides abortion, you know, you're kind of helping it one way or the other. Right. You might not be like paying for the abortions, but you're paying for everything else, so they can go and use their extra money to go and pay for abortion services. 
which I, I don't agree with. Like, honestly, why can't they just, like, not offer them and then have another company, like a third-party company, offer abortions? Like, I, I don't want places to be offering abortion, but I'd rather not have my taxpayer dollars go to fund abortion, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. So why, why can't they just have two different companies? Like, because one reasons. Just one just does everything that, except abortion. Then you could have your abortion provider. They could do other stuff, too, but it wouldn't be a government-affiliated organization. Mm-hmm. It's like if you have a government affiliate organization, like let's say you have a, a pharmacy and they sell like medical marijuana, they won't be allowed to, you know, sell medical marijuana to my knowledge of the federal laws about it because that's considered like a federally illegal substance. Even if 99% of their business is selling like, you know, what what morphine or whatever, that's apparently that's legal, you know, that's, that's how it goes. I think they're trying to pin it on the people. They're like, uh, either you, either you pay a little bit now. 700 bucks for the abortion or you pay a lot in government subsidies in the future. <laughs> Let the games begin. <laughs> yeah, that was a solid reference. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, we have all kinds of references on yeah, this show, yeah. so we appreciate it. Well, yeah, there'll, there'll definitely be a few more. Yes. Uh, we'll get into the gun march after the break because I want to give that enough time, but... I want to talk about first an incident that happened with me on my first week of school here. Oh, no. oh. Can you, can you yes. Again? What was that, Alex? Do it. What? What was that, Alex? Hold on, let me go join back in and back out. I'm having problems. Okay. <laughs> can you hear us better? Yeah, I can hear you better. It's like cutting out half the time. Okay. What were you saying uh, right as I said that I had an incident? On the first I, asked if, I asked if you pooped your pants again. <laughs> that's never happened. That that's somebody that was somebody in my high school did that a lot. <laughs> it was one time, okay, and I was really scared. Right? <laughs> there was a feminist there. I was terrified. Uh what happened was I've told some of you this story, but my first week of class, you know, you introduce yourself in a lot of these classes, especially if it's a smaller class, and I went into my business writing class, which I thought, you know what, it's probably going to be a little more right-leaning because business people tend to be more conservative, but but English, it's English still. So you never know, you never know. So I walk in and I sit down and I see the professor come in and I, 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 I tell you what, he looked exactly like the PC guy from the Mac versus PC ads. He just looked identical. He had like the goofy hair and the glasses and the like boring suit and all that. But now he wears like like super like hipster crap where he has like these this like vest on and this like chain going across like they wore in the olden days. Like he's like a supreme gentleman right here. He's like one of those like really high end bootleggers or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like something out of like Fantastic Beasts. Like he's just like all like proper and like mm, look at me, but. He asked us to introduce ourselves, and he had on the board a list of things to introduce ourselves. And I didn't see it when I walked in. I should have been more observant, but I didn't. And it surprised me because I see he says, all right, everyone, you need to introduce yourself with the following. Name, major, pronouns, and an interesting fact. I'm like, oh, my God. Social security and blood type, please. (laughs) 
I've never had to actually say my pronouns. Like, you'd think it's just a meme that happens in, like, crazy schools. No, but I actually had to say my pronouns in front of the entire class because it's a very inclusive environment. We had to be respectful to the zero transgender people that were in the classroom. So... I was there, and, you know, he's going down the people and people, and everybody's like, I have male pronouns, or I prefer female pronouns, I prefer male pronouns. He gets to me, and I'm like, oof, this is an opportunity. Can't pass this up. I could just skip over it, but I could have fun with this. So I'm just like, all right, name, Sean, major, advertising, um, pronouns, your majesty. Uh, <laughs> interesting fact. I just... I was, he just like got taken off guard by that. I'm offended that you even asked me uh, about my pronouns. <laughs> that is very offensive to me. I'm sorry. You shouldn't assume I have to say that. Uh, you should already have, you should have already read my mind and figured it out. <laughs> How dare you? Bigot. <laughs> I, he hasn't called me your majesty the entire class, so I'm very offended. We, we've been in class two weeks. He hasn't used my proper pronouns of your majesty. He just points to me and, you know, just. Doesn't even say my name half the time. But he gave like this sort of like grin. Like, well, not really grin. That's more, you know, playful. It's more just like a meek smile, like a nervous meek smile that he's like, crap, we got one of those. Oh, no. It was just so See, stupid. You should report him for not using your pronouns. Report a bias incident. <laughs> I, think yes. I think as long as it's not one of those creepy smiles, like where it's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I think you should be good. He's a... Uh, oh, is there a little bit of that? Is there a little bit of that? Like, oh, he's scared. He's just weird. He's weird. Is, like, is it like cold shower weird or is it like... Well, you shouldn't be making shower jokes here. <laughs> Even though we've done that before. Right, Alex? Look. Yeah, right. you don't want to be pulled down there just yet. <laughs> oh, we're there. No. Uh, yeah. Well, not, like, well, there was what the other day in class, you know... He stepped it up a level, and he wore one of those stupid freaking safety pins. You know those safety oh, pins they'll wear on their shirt to say it's a safe space? He wore one of those. Oh, he's, he's, you know, you need to, like, report him for being, like, mentally incompetent to teach. <laughs> no, that like, one. I hate that. It's a virtue signal. That's all that, it's like, so virtue signal. It's like, oh, look at me. I care. I love gays and trannies and whammon. And it's like, okay, I, I'm inclusive, too. I accept all those people. I love all those people, too. But I don't go on my way to virtue signal about it, you know? I think I think I think those are the kind of people that spend more money on the safety pins than actually donating money toward the legit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should ask him like, how much do you donate to the LGBTQ funding? Mind your business. Yeah, <laughs> it's my money, well, my choice. <laughs> I think it's important that they have safety pins because what well, if their diaper comes undone in middle class? How's he going to function? He's a little too big for a diaper. Just yeah, saying. is he though? Is he? Well, age or physically? Because physically, he's a big gentleman. But age-wise, I don't know. He, it's just like, it's just annoying. Like, why do we have to deal with this crap? I, I'm all for like, do whatever you want in your life. But in the classroom, you're supposed to be teaching, not pushing this crap on people. This pronoun crap. Nobody cares. And if somebody misgenders you, mispronouns you, suck it up. And tell them, oh, I don't go by that. 
And that's all you gotta do. You don't have to ch fundamentally change society for 0.001% of the population. I don't hate trans people. I love them. We have a transgender friend in our club. She's yep. a great person. Yep. Yep. Don't have any problem with her. Yep. But <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> I knew it's what you were laughing at. The thing is, you don't have to fundamentally change society and change everybody's way of life for these few people. Controversial idea? No. Yeah, you shouldn't change. You shouldn't have to go and change to like accommodate them. But I, I know when I was in student government at Penn State, you know they like UPUA. There was like we all had to go and start saying our pronouns because there was like I think one guy who was like in, in some he was like wearing a dress or something. And he still had like a stubble on the mustache. It was, <laughs> I'm just like really like come on if if you're gonna be transgender, do a good job. Like take it seriously. You know you can't just put on a tutu and call yourself. A woman it's more than that you have to like you know at least try to appear like woman like dress like a woman walk like a woman shave like a woman well i guess now they have all these like gender non-conforming stuff but you know this was slightly before that happened when i was yeah. involved yeah yeah i've been tempted to join upua but i figured just be a waste of time i ask that <laughs> i'm offended that you even insinuated that <laughs> you have a nice deep radio how voice. dare you <laughs> but another thing that's about this like sensitive university stuff because that's the beauty of this shows we can criticize the university uh the one thing they did is they sent out a letter during the government shutdown saying you know i know all you are have going through a hard time and they, and they said quote the counseling and psychological services caps is available to address emotional and psychological needs arising from stress and concern resulting from the shutdown personal concerns that may benefit simply from talking to a counselor should be shared with caps which can be found through resources at and they give you a link and they also have things about mental health that you can like contact them i mean god you don't need psychological services over a freaking shutdown well, I, I mean, I can understand why they did that because, like, if your family was like financially secure and then they're going out of job with, for like a month, that would kind of suck. Like, that kind of like that'd be terrible. I wouldn't want that stuff. But like, on the other hand, you know, like I feel like Caps is like way too overemphasized at Penn State. Like they they bring in like puppies. And yeah. All this other, like, didn't junk they do? And... Didn't they do the same thing when Trump won though? Didn't they? Didn't yeah. they do something like that? I had that like, email on. still. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a pattern of this. See how much? I wonder how much they get paid. I mean, it's probably a decent bit of money, like just if your student dollars going to caps, even if you never use it. Yeah. Like, see, that's one of those things that they should fund, like the wall, like crowdfunding it. Because, yes. like, I, I know, like, from people who've actually used it before, it's, like, they keep complaining that there's never enough people. Take them like a month to set up an appointment. Yeah. You know, if you're about to go kill yourself and you have to wait a month, it's just like you know that, that's really not helping you. Well, I mean, if you if you, if you're that, I mean, walk walk to an ER, please. Yeah, that's like if true. At, if you're at the if you're at that level, like it's like it's medical emergency, go to the ER. Yeah, public service announcement. We had a gun march at State College here because David Hogg came on Friday to speak, and so. Um, a student here, who I guess will keep on um, nameless, organized the gun well, He's mark. mentioned every single article you look up about. That's pretty public knowledge. He kind of admits to running it. Okay, yeah, that's true. Well, there are two, I want to be 
factual about this because yeah there are two people that co-coordinate this to my knowledge there may be more or maybe three if we include somebody else but i do know that aiden mattis and mikey census were the two uh coordinators of this event i think another guy by the name of rob was a coordinator too but i'm not sure but i just want to you know keep it fair I think somebody, some guy by the name of Dictator Phil mentioned something the second I heard it, it existed. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Dictator Phil guy may have been a good advertiser of it. But um, Mikey and Aiden were the two guys. And we've had Mikey on before. You guys know him as the five-second guy because he only speaks for five seconds. Uh, I wanted to have him on to talk about, but he, for some reason, couldn't come on. But the you know Aiden and Mikey organized it. And there was some drama that happened over it because it started out as an open carry event. And after, for whatever reason, uh, you know, th they pulled up some stuff on Aiden and it became a gun-free zone, for lack of a better term, where there were going to be no guns and it was just going to be flags and posters and that sort of stuff. So that march happened around 4, starting at the Lutheran Church, walked up to Allen Street Gates, and the protest was staged there, where they sort of stood there. There were a few counter, I guess you'd call them counter protests, pro, anti-gun protesters. There were like two of them. Yeah. So it was like, I would say maybe like 10 to 2. You know, it was like 10 people there, including us. And that went successfully. Then they went to the hub, went outside where David Hogg was going to speak. The pro-gun changed my mind. But I don't think, did anyone come up to that? Because I was in line for Hogg then. They we had a few people that like were were talking conversationally but didn't actually like participate in the traditional okay change my mind format where you're like you know you're draw you're trying to change somebody's mind no they were just kind of okay like, well I so they were just like i don't like guns yeah i just don't like guns it's they're evil <laughs> i don't know if you're afraid to come up and say anything yeah well so, 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 the, so we do, we do this thing a lot. Like there, there's a, there's a lot of change, uh, the, the, the change of my mind tables. Uh, and we really don't get anybody like Mikey's know, like, got a lot. The first time the first, when we yeah. did Mikey, he got a yeah. lot. When I did the uh, hate speech is free speech. I got one guy. At Aiden the end. got a few, mm -hmm. um, with the socialism is evil. Yeah, there. Well, he did. He, a, got, he did a couple of. I think he, he only did got like one two, or two, and one guy yeah. thought like aliens would come down and bring socialism. Yeah, that, to the was, earth. that, that was a bit weird. But, um, <laughs> but like, but nor like recently, like you're talking about recently, like, mm. like you're really not. Nobody's nobody's and come I up. I think the reason is we did Mikey's first one right before midterms when everybody was hyped up with you know political emotions. That could probably be it. I bet during 2019, 2020, when the elections come up, we could get some spicy convos going. But, yeah, that happened. I went into the David Hogg event, but we'll talk about that after. But what do you guys want to say about the march? Well, here's my kind of two thoughts, if I can go. Sure. Now, my I, I wasn't actually there. I don't go to Penn State anymore, but I heard about this originally through, uh, I guess, be a, the A-man. A and... Um, <laughs> I saw on Facebook, it was like, up and carry march. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this because I feel like the optics for that could be bad. 
But then he goes and changes it at the last, like literally a day beforehand, the last minute to go and be non-open carry. And I thought that was just a stupid idea. Like, was not a big fan of the open carry march to protest David Hogg. Like, there's tons of times where I think open carry marches would be appropriate, but not for that because it seems like you're trying to, like, the media can spin it like, you know, Penn State, you know, alt-right, pro, you know, guns, pro whatever, are trying to go and intimidate ex-school uh, shooter survivor. Like, there's, the media would try and spin that way out of proportion. So that's mm. one reason I, was, I wasn't a big fan of that. But I also don't think that you should go and, like, show weakness and change at the last minute. Because that throws everybody off. Like, I know that I, w- I shared this uh, this event with, like, the Pennsylvania Firearm Owners Association. And um, I'm glad none of them showed up there because that would have been really awkward, especially since, like... You know, they, they came with one, They you know, if they would have came, they probably would have been, you know, brand guns, and they'd be so awkward for them to say, oh, no, we decided not to because someone said mean things about me online. Like, that's kind of what gets to me. And that's, like, basically from my understanding of the events and the way that was portrayed in the, um, most of the Onward State article, it seems like it was started over backlash to uh, someone's, like, comments that they made, like, years ago. And then, you know, a bunch of other stuff happened, and then it was no longer you know, uh, bringing guns, not because, you know, it was some sort of philosophical thing or, you know, he felt like it was a bad idea. It's more or less because at least the article made out to be that, you know, people were, he was getting heat for it. So he basically chickened out if that's, uh, you know, a proper interpretation of that. I thought that like, because you can't, I guess you can't have a firearm on campus. I think there's like a safety. There's some yeah, sort of like a safety. Arms. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole idea did kind of hit a roadblock, uh, like the original roadblock. Um, and he, I mean, even if you logistically, it would have been, it would have been a stretch. Like, so how would you want to do that? Like, did you want to like carry the firearms all the way to the gate and then put them away or something on the way to the, to that the was camp? the original plan. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, cause I mean, I kind of liked how it ended up though, because we, we went to the gate and then we went right here to where David Hogg was speaking and tried to get people to change our minds, even though it never happened. But I mean, mm. You know, I liked it. I liked it like that, but 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 Alex is definitely right. There's like the the change definitely. There's there's a there's a there's a feeling of like an air air out of the tires kind of thing. Like when you're like, well, what, what's going on? Like immediately, right away, when you say, oh, you go from oh, we're carrying to uh, no, no. It's like a it's like, well, what happened? There's like, yeah, there's all kinds, it's going to go kinds of questions. And that can, can, def, that can keep somebody who's even in like the middle, like, should I go or shouldn't I go? Yeah. That could, that could give, give them enough a pause to go, mm, maybe, maybe I'll just stay in. Well, what I heard was that they got more people without guns and that's why they didn't do it. But I am of the opinion of Alex mostly where, if I was going to do this event, I wouldn't do open carry. But if you're going to do open carry, you got to do open carry. Yeah, you yeah. got to stick with it. Definitely, definitely. And that's why I disagreed with the decision to you know change it from open to no carry. Uh, and I think the because the thing is the number one rule 
in modern political culture is never, ever, ever, ever cave to this mob, to this minority mob yeah. that's on Twitter that does that is so small, it's insignificant. They, they, they did. He did say though. The organizer did say that. Uh, he he talks with a couple of the veterans and and I can back him up because I'm I'm a veteran too. Yeah. Um. There are a, a couple of, a couple of my buddies did say uh, maybe not a good idea. And then so you know and I, I mean timing or not, I'd rather I'd rather have them there without guns than not have them there at all. Like I I mean because because yes. because these are. I mean, veterans are like when you when you're talking about a gun march. Veterans are some of the most. Important. They get pumped up. Yeah. Well, not only that. They, I mean, look, one. Who doesn't like a veteran? Like, who doesn't like a veteran? Especially on gun. Like, they've used guns to defend our freedom. And so, you know, you. It's not, and so the more of them, the merrier. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, this and it gives is, you insight. Having a veteran gives you, a, like, like in any debate, any argument, anything. It's really, good optics. It gives you instant credibility. Yeah. Like, you know, because yeah. most, most of the time, and a lot of the times when I see these, these anti-gun people, like, I wonder, have you ever shot a gun? Yeah. Like, have you ever used one? Have you even had one in your hand? Like, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's tough. It's, it, it, it's, it's tough to, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm. I almost don't want to, you don't want to, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know how to say it, but like, um, you don't want to piss them off to where they, they jump have, ship. They will not, not cause they jump ship. No, be, where they get in their shell and just not come out again. Mm. But like you, you, at the same time, you, 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 you still want to challenge Like you, the whole point of a protest is to challenge and um, well, who, who better to challenge than their veteran, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. But here's kind of my two cents. Like, I was told that people knew about the David Hogg event since, like, November, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, it was Christmas break, I believe. Mm -hmm. So at least right. it was, like, a month ahead. Oh, what? It was at well, least a month ahead, roughly. So if you had a month of time to go and figure this out, you know, that's the first thing I've done. I would, have, I would have had a group of people that would be interested in this thing, especially like, you know, Aiden, he's the guy taking all the credit for this. He has like the whole club. He's got like, connections to other people. You have the college Republicans. You have the, you know, the various other right wing organizations at Penn State. You have so much people you could go and like, you know, see if this would be a good idea with and then figure out like a month, you know, 20 days out, like, hey, this is going to be open carry or not. And then you can go and start gathering people and, you know, start advertising it. Some people out of, you know, Penn State. So there'll be a decent turnout there. You know, like this stuff shouldn't have happened at the last moment. That was, I think, the worst thing. It's like, because he was advertising it, or I've heard things about this, like a, a week ago, saying it was going to be an open carry march. It should have never gone out that it was an open carry march if he would have, like, talked to people, talked to veterans ahead of time and realized, hey, you know, this is a bad idea. Let's not do it. That's what a good leader would do in these situations. You have to go and plan things. You can't just spur the moment, throw up like a protest, like and say it's open carry and then change it. Well, I think yeah. like, like the, the main thing is it should have been planned out more and planned with a little bit more like, uh, you know, professionalism 
and, and just like checked all your boxes ahead of time. I think that would have been the best way. Now I wasn't there. I don't know how it went out. I, I assume it went out pretty good because I saw some pretty interesting pictures and videos, but you know, the more the story, it could have turned out probably a lot better if some more, you know, thought and planning were put into this. As someone that is doing a lot of event organizing for a club here, planning is everything. I have to say from experience, you have to plan so much. If you don't plan, things don't go smoothly. If things don't go smoothly, your event's a failure. Not saying this event was a failure, it's actually a success in many regards. But to Alex's point, there's always room to grow. And like I like the idea of open carry as a general form of protest because it's provocative enough and gets it that gets attention without being um, you know bad or evil or negative or whatever you want to spin it as. But it can be that way, as you were saying, with in the context of a school shooting survivor. So that's where I was developing some strategy with some people that when we go to the David Hawk thing, we would ask him some questions that would you know, get a response out of him because we know David Hogg knows absolutely nothing about guns. He knows nothing. He is arrogant, full of himself, and knows nothing about what he's talking about. That is, I'm, I'm not, you know, that's obviously an opinion, but it's pretty much how he is. And I saw firsthand that's pretty much how he is. He just fed talking points. He probably has some ideas he genuinely believes. I'm not saying he doesn't. It's just he doesn't, I don't think he knows a lot about guns. So what I would do is I would ask him questions at the event that would show people the real David Hogg. To show people he doesn't know what he's talking about. Now, when I went to the event, I was going to do that. I had some questions prepared. I thought, ah, these will be good. These will put him on the spot. This will give his, you know, show people what he really like and maybe get a reaction out of him that makes him look bad and us look good. But guess what they did? They had you write down the questions on freaking note cards sent pass them over to a basket where they vetted them and handpicked like three and when we had a similar event run by spa just like this event was where grant imahara from mythbusters came last year we just had two mics up or one mic up that you'd go up to to ask him a question and i went up boom and there was a guy there that vetted the question said what's your question i said well i was gonna ask what's the uh, myth with the most shocking result and that's what i asked them boom good it's so that they don't you know have like a stupid question if you do you get kicked out so i get that but the note cards were totally stupid because now he got some three easy questions one was how do you stop the echo chambers and all this stuff i'm like oh god the second question he didn't even answer it it was like so he read it, it was like 81 percent of guns he's like all right all right all right this is a fake stat, and I'm going to talk to you about stats right now. And he just wanted his rant how stats can be manipulated. He didn't answer the question. Then the third question, I, I, I already forget what it was, but it wasn't anything that pushed his buttons. But it was a total, you know, total softball. He doesn't, he's, a, he's never, this kid has never been confronted in his life about his opinions. If you look at any video of him on any news thing or ever, he's never been confronted with a dissenting opinion. So he's weak, he's being protected. And the one big thing I learned from his speech, which was basically just, uh, young people need to vote because Republicans and guns are bad. Basically it, I'm not exaggerating, but it did teach me something important, which is the DNC is using David Hogg to get the youth vote out. Why? Look, he's a high schooler. He connects with the young that are coming of a voting age. Connects with them. So, it's not really about the issue of guns, more or less. I mean, that's a good issue to use because it's emotional and he's a victim of it. It's a smart play. 
But it's more about getting the young vote out. And he kept, cause he kept reminding you about that. He kept saying, we gotta get young people out. I'm a young person, I voted. We had the most young people vote ever in 2018. Young people need to vote more though. It's all it's about is pushing young people to vote. But yeah, I, I kinda went on a tangent there from the actual gun march, but uh, the actual gun march though does you know it, it went it, it did went go well it did go well but you're 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 you were pretty spot on yeah um like as soon as y'all as soon as you and a couple of others went in um mm. i we we i was i was i was thinking about going in myself and then i talked to one of the people one one of the uh the event employees uh <laughs> I use that term very loosely. Um, and, and then she, she told me, uh, that what, what the Q and a was all about, like, Oh yeah, they, they put them in, they put them in the basket. And then they, I was like, and right away I was like, do, do they, do they screen them? And I already, I already knew the answer. Like yeah. I was just like, Oh geez, this isn't a real question. This isn't a real. So basically this isn't a real, this is not a real Q and a like, and, uh, the, 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 so if you don't provide an open Q and A, just don't do the Q and A. Like it's it doesn't make you look it doesn't make you look credible. I yeah. mean, it makes you look credible to your own base. But you are you've had you had that from the start. Like you had that before before you even got here. Like he's such a tool. They're drinking. Yeah, um, <laughs> I went to scan. Oh, so um, so so I was in the military for a while. Surprise, surprise. Um, the um, so. I, I used to go to the Savannah International Film Festival because I love I love I love movies I love Same. and I love indie movies. Um, so um, one of the one of the uh, they so during the event they'll show a movie and um, and then they'll have either like a director or an actor they'll mm, do like a yeah. Q and a yeah right, with one of them so yeah, that was always cool the, the first year i went it was like right after right after i got back from afghanistan and like and so that was when the spectacular now was out and i was like with miles teller shane woodley mm. yeah um so they played it miles teller was there i got to meet wow. him he's a cool cool guy but but in any case okay so they had the so they had the Q and A, and some of these some of these guests were brutal. Like the 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 people in this the the audience were just brutal. They're like, oh, do you do you do the one of the questions was like, do do you do role, roles like this because you're limited in your acting abilities? Oh. And it was like, <laughs> and it was like, I mean, it was brutal. But he, I mean, he he took he it took like it. took it like a champ. Was like, uh, you know, well, I'm working on a lot of things. I'm working on multiple projects, and, and I was like, well, that's that's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to take legitimate questions, mm-hmm. uh, uh, or else don't do it. Like. I mean, you're already kind of only speaking anyway. It's not like, I don't know. Have you seen him in Whiplash? Oh, wait, Whip- Whiplash, that was the drum movie, right? Yes, that's yeah. a Miles oh, Teller. that's incredible. I know, that's incredible so good. Movie. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that was like, I think I think he did that probably, because the timing was right, like about right. Like it was about right. Like he did, he did that Q&A, and mm. then right after that, like, 
you know, a year later, that yep. movie comes out. Like, oh. Yeah, then he got berated by J.K. Simmons, not just the audience. <laughs> oh, J.K. Simmons did a great job in that movie, though. Yeah, oh, acts his butt off. What a, what a role. What a role for him. He was always kind of a good actor anyway. But yeah. Like, yeah, that was like, wow. Yeah. That was a knockout <laughs> performance. But yeah, like, okay. So so one, one of the things, and I, I know, so I'm sorry for, like, I know Alex Rail on the train. might might be might be trying to get some something in. Yeah, we'll get him in after he finishes thought. But here, with any political thing, well, like any political thing out there, like if you stand for anything, great. Uh, you need to have a mix of emotion and logic. Yes, you need to have both. Like, you know, obviously you have the emotion because you're passionate. Yes. about whatever it is you believe in, and that's great. But you have to have the logic as well. Like yes. there needs to be some sort of logic tie in to whatever makes you know, because it has to make sense. Yeah, you know, people aren't people aren't gonna follow. I mean, well, I, I that's it doesn't have to make sense it anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to I had to rewind. I had to rewind that for a second. But yeah, but you have to. But but you're never you're, you're gonna have people follow you, but you're not gonna get enough to make a change. Like there, I I, I truly believe like. Like there's a large there's there's a certain group of like one side, and there's a certain group in the other. Mm. But I think a large chunk of them are in the middle, trying to to like oh yeah, most trying to join moderate. whatever makes the most sense. Like yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah. the way I would say this, and I'll let you speak, Alex, because uh, I wanted to give it from my perspective. Somebody that's done public speaking quite often now, I think about things logically, come to my conclusions. But I use emotion as a tool for when I'm presenting my ideas, for when I'm presenting my views, that I give it some passion, give it some spark, give it some entertainment value. That's what I try to do here. And that's what I use. I use emotion as a tool. I used to think, ah, oh, if I'm emotional about it, I'm hard about it, you know, I must, I got to channel that more. It must be right. But then after reading and listening to Scott Adams a lot, I realized that 90% of the things we do in life are emotional, which means they're irrational, which is pretty scary. Now it woke me up and I realized how irrational the world is. And I realized, okay, I got to tone it down, be rational, but use that emotion to my advantage to be, uh, you know, uh, more strategically smart about it. What do you think, Alex? Like with this whole, uh, with the whole Q&A thing, I think that, you know, that that's not right for them to have done that and say it's still Q&A. I also think that it should have like, you can't really be doing that. It kind of reminds me though of the, um, I think you were there for that one thing back when the BMP was not as crazy as it was today where we went to that like feminist event and they had like the anti-Donald Trump people involved. And then like someone asked a question about like, I think it was like a joke question about someone's pronouns and they yeah. flipped out and like <laughs> someone started crying on stage. I remember that because that was right after Trump won. It was some like anti-Trump protest. Yeah, but like, here's the thing, you know, that all that it's doing when he's not taking questions is it's like setting himself up to fail when he ends up getting into an actual debate. Like, let's say, yeah, you know, 20 years from now, he actually goes, becomes like a congressman or something, or he becomes a, a presidential candidate. When the other guy comes up and starts to bang him, he's not going to have any ability to go and counter that. You know, he's, he's an interesting character. I don't think, you know, to, I don't think he's necessarily the best face for the, you know, future of the gun control movement. I mean, I, I hate that movement. But honestly, I would have gone with like Emma Gonzalez or something because yeah. she has more of their buttons. Like David Hogg can be like you, you've seen his Reddit before. And I mean, yeah, it sucks. You know, it's, it's horrible going through such a tragic event. But on the other hand, like when you go and start like threatening people's like 
you know, their way of life. Because that's essentially what he's doing. They all claim not to be, we're not going to take away your gun, but I read that article, but he's like mentions the same thing about like wanting uh, assault weapon bans. You know, like a, a perfect question I'm going to ask him would be like, yeah, I heard this deadly assault rifle called the, the Ruger 1022. They have 30 round magazines and, you know, bump stocks or something. Should they ban those? <laughs> Because they, they probably they do have some some of them with bump stops I I'm sure and some of them do have thirty round magazines and like synthetic guards and like handhold like uh, the the four grips and all that other stuff like <laughs> it was funny too because he was complaining about uh, echo chambers when he essentially is his own echo chamber yeah questions well, like I have a that's, bet- that's just I had a better idea to break that instead instead of asking him about banning that certain gun. Ask, would you be in support of banning? And then say like the name of like a Halo gun or some like made up gun from a video game and see if he would say yes. What was the one that Han Solo has? Was it like an SR, you know, forty or something? <laughs> yes. Do the ones the stormtroopers like- have? Yes. <laughs> like that would be that'd be hilarious. And people do that sometimes, but I think he's probably been coached not to. Like he'll go like deflect and say, "Oh well, you see, this is actually." You know, not, not getting the point. We don't want to ban any guns. We just want to go and have common sense controls. And he'll just change the topic and not answer the question. Because that's, I think he's probably been instructed to do that by oh, now. Yeah. Well, I noticed about him, he's not a very good public speaker. He's, you know, he, he first comes on stage, the mic wasn't on. He's trying to figure it out. He dropped his phone at one point and he kept using a lot of ums and likes and kind of jumped around. But like, he's not very eloquent. He's not charismatic. He's not engaging. He's very boring, and he comes off kind of just really just not likable. Like I wouldn't want to be friends with David Hogg. I'm sorry. I just want he just doesn't come off as likable. He comes off as kind of like a jerk. He never smiled once during the whole thing. I know, yes, he's a school shooting inspire. He's not going to be smiling a lot, but still, he never smiled once. And smiling is one of the key things, actually, to public speaking. It's a subtle thing. It's just smiling. I, th- I think... When 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 all of that when all that Parkland stuff broke out, and he was on the news, like he went right for the jugular. Like the second, the very second he went on camera, he went right for the jugular. He went right after the NRA. He went right after it. Like, look, you, Ooh, yeah. you tick off. Look, I mean, I and and look, if you go after someone, you better know your stuff. And this is not. This isn't just like. This isn't just you know to defend the NRA. Like like you know gun control or gun rights or whatever if you anything like if you're gonna attack anyone you better know what you're talking about it's it's like because it's a downhill because the second you attack somebody and somebody's like "Eh, you don't know what you're talking about and they can prove that you don't know what you're talking about it is a downward slope it is a like i mean uh now, last thing I want to say about David Hogg was he some of the, the one of the things he did say that was like cr- absolutely crazy because it's total BS was he said that um, you know he's talking about the NRA he's like the NRA has got money from the Russians and then that money went to the Trump campaign. <laughs> I'm like what? Like I heard about this story. It's so ridiculous. They think that the Russians gave the NRA money, which then was given to Trump. Uh, so he said that. And he also said that when the shooting happened and when all the kids were outside and they were crying, of course, because it's very sad things. Their friends had just died. He claimed 
It was so hot that day that their tears had were melting right as they came off. So in other words, they would cry, but the tears wouldn't be there. They would just go away. They'd evaporate. That so, doesn't make any sense. So if either, so if either you, uh, Alex, um, have, have either you went to like extremely hot um, places? Yeah. yeah. Like Vegas, 115. Okay. Uh, you, Alex? Uh, I don't know if I've been to necessarily to a place that, that hot, but I've been like over 100, 100 degrees. Like, okay. Down so, yeah, okay. Um, so, so Sean, with Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. 115 degrees. Yeah. Um, did your tear did, did any any water from your face <laughs> melt when you were out there? I mean, obviously, 115 degrees that's like unpleasant, obviously. But like, were, was any water that was on your face melting at the time? Because I'm no. assuming if tears are gonna melt, like, then I'm assuming that some facial stuff is gonna melt too. I'm, I mean, like, I'm assuming. No, like, look, I. I like yeah, like like that hasn't happened. I was I've been in I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to extreme. I was in Thailand during the summer, which is like oh. is horrible. But weather-wise, actually, it was pretty awesome when I went there. But <laughs> but but no, no tears don't melt off your face. Like that's not. Uh, we you know we should have a science professor come over here like and really <laughs> like literally delve into this one. We're gonna <laughs> fact check David. It's like yeah, like like uh, oh get, get out of here. Tears melting. Oh, you know I could actually look this up. The, I think it was what February fourteenth of twenty eighteen when the Parkland uh, school shooting happened. Sounds about right. We need to go and look at this. While you're doing Let's that, uh, where's oh. Parkland? Well, while you're doing that, I want to mention something funny about fact-checking, before I forget. Did you all see when Trump at the White House, when he had that basketball team over, he got them all Big Macs and fast food because of the government shutdown? Well, I kid you not. That was Clemson, right? Clemson, Clemson, yeah. Yeah, football. Did you find it, Alex? Uh, I'm I'm trying to go and look this up. It's more of a pain to go and search historical (laughs) things, but I know it's there somewhere. Okay, well, I'll finish this then. So there was a Washington Post article about this that was, you know, they, they were triggered by Trump bringing fast food, which was funny, and apparently it's a tradition they do, the team. So I thought, oh, this is great. You know, he's buying food out of pocket, out of pocket, not using yeah. taxpayer dollars, yeah. and it was because of the shutdown. So he paid for it out of pocket, gave him food. They loved it, had a great time, probably the most memorable experience of their life. It was gone. It was, it was all fast gone. food was gone too. It was a whole table. Of yeah, loads no, it of wasn't it. just one long table. It was two of them. Yeah, like he he literally he had his thumbs up, and he was <laughs> like two great. two big like yeah. The uh, it was incredible. Like yeah. like, and of course of course now now the optics were like like I, I thought it was funny that they had like the silver the silver tongs for the pizza that was kind of that that, that was kind of like funny. <laughs> but still like what what um what kid in their late teens early 20s doesn't like fast food i lived off of it like even in the military it's crap, I lived, but it's, it's the crap food. but like look and and I'll, I'll throw together a little argument i don't know if there's ath- mm-hmm. i don't know if there's athletes that listen to this program oh. but <laughs> but 
I would venture to say that, you know, if you're if you're an athlete and you're going out through a, a rigorous workout regimen, right, where you're li- living off of supplements and like healthy meals, uh, much healthier than fast food anyway, for months and months and months on end and you're done, like all of a sudden you're just done, right? The first thing you're probably going to want to eat is the most disgusting stuff ever. Like, yeah. I know, I know. It's a craving. When I, when I came back from when I came back from a deployment, I was like, "I am going to murder the most disgusting food ever." It's like that scene in the first Iron Man when he's rescued after being held captive by the terrorists, and the first thing he says is, "I want a cheeseburger, an yeah, American like, cheeseburger." Yeah. And then they give him Burger King. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's like when I do like a lot of work or something, and I'm tired. I'm like, oh, I just want a nice Royale so, cheese. My mm. my beef was like, okay, so so when 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 the liberal think tank did their you know screw donald trump routine uh michael strahan now michael strahan you know he's a good guy he's a really good guy i will say that so <laughs> but um i think he he was at a military function and i mean like he he is a pretty pretty solid dude but um he had okay so uh, he went he was on he was on was, was it Good Morning America? Is like One I think it was shows, like yeah. yeah yeah. In any case, so he said his thing. He's like, look, I'll take you for lobster and caviar or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, come on, dude. Like I'm trying to picture it in my head. Like you mm. know, you know the 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 quarterback Lawrence going. Uh, can you please? Can you please pass the Dom Perignon, sir? Yeah. I'm like seconds. Just don't say like, it. Look, come on. Like these are these are kids, these are these are um, they've obviously they need to be rewarded for doing like that was an impressive win. Uh, oh, the yeah. college football oh, yeah. that was an impressive. They beat a team, a really good Alabama team. And they, they were really good, and it was an impressive win. Like it was mm-hmm. a hands down. It was a thrashing, uh, and, and of course you know you want you want to reward the kids you know and and but like. Dude, they're just over they're doing the, the left's overdoing it they yeah. really are well they overdid it big time at the washington post because they calculated first the cost of it it was two thousand nine hundred and eleven dollars and 44 cents but they went a step further and this part made me burst out laughing when i saw it in um sargon's video mm-hmm. where they 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 calculated the cost and then they had a guy's tweet and the tweet reads, Trump says they brought a thousand burgers for Clemson. It was piled up a mile high, he said. And the Washington Post right after that said, fact check, at two inches each, a thousand burgers would not reach one mile high. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's an obvious exaggeration. It's a phrase people use all the time. Like, oh, you know, there were so many uh, papers, it was a mile high. Like they fact check that an like, idiom, and they wonder <laughs> and they wonder why we don't take them seriously. Oh my they god! They wonder like you like come on. <laughs> oh, so freaking funny! I'm like they just take every little bit of bait, every little bit of bait, even when it's not intended. Well, they take it. They're reaching. I mean, they're just reaching. They're yeah. they're like that. They're like that drowning person. They're just reaching for everything <laughs> they possibly can. Like, like come on, come on. Yeah. How, 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 what, do you have a stats report from Alex? Uh, 
I mean, it was, it was in February when it happened, so it couldn't have been that hot. But, it, like, apparently the uh, since the government shut down, it's been limiting the ability for me to go and find historical data because the government, like, website that does it was apparently, uh, it's, like, furloughed. So oh, uh, I'm kind of not going to be able to get that until use Wikipedia. Trump builds the wall. So. Yes. Build I think the wall. The temperature on Wikipedia. Shouldn't, uh, shouldn't Sheriff Israel's tears would have been freaking melting, too, because he was outside? <laughs> It's not gonna be that hot. I see what you did there now. Yeah, him and all the other cops were outside. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Yeah, the cops were outside. Wow, it looks pretty bad out there. Look, who's ready for lunch? Wasn't wasn't sure if Israel the guy who drove around like a Lambo on the police force? <laughs> yeah, they had a Lamborghini that has a name on it. <laughs> a cop car. He's the most crooked cop ever. Like they all propped him up on the left, like this authority figure. Like, oh look, we have a cop. We love cops. Look at this. And it's like, oh, stop being so disingenuous. Like Jesus. I think he just got fired recently. Yeah, he got he got he got suspended. suspended yeah. yeah, he's Which gone. Which is the kind of yeah, it's like if you get suspended, it's probably like he's a, so yeah. bad. I mean, Jesus, what's with Broward County? All the crap that comes out of there with like the voter, the shady voter stuff. You now heard this. nothing. Like you, the, y'all, y'all, y'all remember when that report came out when yeah. they were like outside, and like before before that report, they were blitzing. I mean, they were blitzing gun Like Dana Lash was on on CNN on yeah. the State of the Union, and they blitzed her hard. And then that report came out. They know, but like, like you're like, oh, we're time for us to despair. We're good. Yep. Pack up, boys. That's insane. Like, they need to get like just Florida in general. There's so much like shady stuff going on there. Like, it wasn't the first time they had a major election controversy. Like back during the Bush administration, they had some issues with like what Broward County? It was Al Gore versus Bush or something. Yeah, Bush and Gore. Yeah. Yeah, and they, and they were the ones who more or less gave Bush the... Like, there was some just junk that happened. Like, they need to go and revamp... Like, I think the federal government needs to go and, like, intervene to declare martial law, like, whenever there's an election in Florida, because they obviously can't handle it themselves. They're not going to declare martial law, but they should, you know, investigate all these polling locations for any fraud and voter abuse, whatever. It's well, just bad. That, at that point, I think the federal government should just come into Florida and say, okay, here's the voting, but we'll handle this. You know, like they have so much technologies where they could like use blockchain and stuff to ensure that your vote's actually your vote. I think, I think if, um, I think if you're in charge of an election thing, because I know what, what what was her name, Brenda Snipes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can. I know it's 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 been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Names names are coming in and out. Press, you remember that? Um, I think if you're gonna take a position. As like the head of elections or something like that, you should not be affiliated with any party or anything whatsoever mm. because that like obviously like if if something happens, there's no way you can be uh, objective. Like there's no way you can be objective. Like in both both of the counties that were in suspect uh, like in suspect like dur- during the election were like were headed by elections officials that were democrat like they worked for democratic president like i like how how, of course i'm gonna question you like Mm. are you kidding me yeah you got a big d after your name like yeah yeah i'm gonna question (laughs) you 
<laughs> By the way, that was not a dirty reference. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. No, but I'm saying, like you, you, you. There needs, like, if you're gonna head an election, there needs to be some sort of objectivity there, like because you're handling an election. Yeah. Like, and maybe, maybe the person you want probably not going to win or maybe they do whatever but like you can see where it's going to cause somebody to go oh it's, oh i know what happened right yeah well see like how can you really find someone who's totally nonpartisan? you can't like, nobody's like, nonpartisan. yeah that's like unless you get someone from out of the country which would have even more collusion like, yeah you know you really can't yeah. No, but I'm saying like directly working. Like if you're directly working, like before, if, like like if you worked, if you worked for so, like if you worked right, uh, like under that, under a Democratic president, and then like, of course people are gonna question your objectivity. Like mm. it's it's just and and the fact that both of them were Democrats, both of them were Democrats. That causes and. And the the Republicans won, and the elections were that were hanging in the balance, and the recounts were hanging in the balance, were Democrats. Like that's like it it's it reeks. Even though it probably wasn't, it reeks a oh here comes a screw job coming. Mm. Like it's just like yeah, we we need more objective people in this world. Um, yeah. Well. I just think that they need to find a way to go and like make your votes like you should be able to go and see who you exactly voted for and they need to go and have like the voter registration. Well, they do that like, with the tickets that they print out when you go to vote. They give you a ticket saying you voted. Oh, they they messed it up last time I voted. They didn't even have it. Really? Hey, hey, they give you a sticker. Okay? <laughs> they give you a sticker. Have any stickers. Is, oh, there's something wrong with the that machine. That sticker? Like, okay. I don't think my vote would have mattered anyway where I was at, but it still upsets me. That's that red, white, and blue sticker is pure verification that you voted. Am I the only one that hates those? Am I the only one that hates those? Yeah, no. Because to me, it's virtue signaling. Yeah, mine. I don't know if mine had them either, but I hate this whole look. I, I am. I have to be careful how I word this, but I want people to vote, but only as long as you're making an informed decision if if you're just because i don't like this idea of everybody should vote just period i mean by law yes i agree with that like everybody should be allowed to vote but at a societal level i don't think you should be encouraging people who know nothing about politics to be making decisions about politics <laughs> <Taylor Swift. laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly what, what God, that? it's cough, man i'm telling you yeah it's, clear it's cold out there. it's cold out you gotta excuse me there for a second you're excused dick uh, yeah like, but my, what I'm saying is that, you know, you gotta, you know, I just don't like these I vote stickers because it's so, it's so this like hipster, trendy, millennial thing that's like, oh, I voted. Look at me. I'm a good person. I, I did something today that didn't require much effort. Oh, I'm so wonderful. It's this social validation that, and then they post on freaking social media to show all their friends and get all those likes to get more validation. That's, I mean, it's a narcissistic thing. When you think about it, social media especially is the biggest fueler of narcissism in our society. And I think it's creating a problem, big problem. I agree. Like, honestly, that I think that there needs to be some higher requirements to voting than there currently is. No. Not saying there no. should be, like, necessarily, like, an IQ test or something. But I think 
you know, there's certain people out there who literally know nothing or don't care who they vote for, who put the first person on the list. There's people who, you know, like if you're a home bum and, you know, you, <laughs> like, should you really be able, like, if you're homeless, if you don't know anything about politics and the only thing that you know about is that if you vote for this person or this party, you'll get, like, a government stamp, like, every month. Like, they'll be a little bit higher than the other person. Like, it just creates, like, I think Rome had this problem back in the day because people just vote for whoever gave the most bread out for free. And eventually became, like, a, a terrible system and, and led to emperors taking over because it was unsustainable. Mm. And I think that's kind of what's happening. I'm not saying there should be, like, you know, poll taxes or something, but I think there needs to be a better method of, like, determining voter eligibility. Like, I don't know what that method would be, but I think there should be one. Like, you know, property is obviously not a thing, but, like, maybe a certain amount of, like, net... I don't even want to say net worth, but, like, I, something. I See, to me, the problem with that is you're giving more power to the elite, the super wealthy rich, and that's just going to rig the system even more. You know, that's where you won't get a Trump ever again. You won't get anybody ever again. Because Trump won with... Um, uh, not a um, non-college educated working class, you know, blue collar people. Like a lot, if he didn't have that vote, he wouldn't have won. So if you start restricting voting, you're not going to get more Trumps. No, I don't know about that. Like if he restricted so that like you have to be not considered to be a dependent on your tax returns. How about that? Um, like you well, no, but then what they would just like, do is the wealthy would do stuff to make you poor so that then you would have to be depend on government assistance. We'd have a whole lot more Taylor Swifts. <laughs> I don't know, but like, well, here's the thing, like, you know, it, what, if you're a college student and you're, you know, you don't have a job, you don't have anything, you're living off your parents' money. Yeah. Like, you know, why should it be like, you know, why should your pain, but does your pain really matter? Yeah. To everything. So else. to quote like, David Hogg, you're being ageist. Well, no, it's not being ageist because there's certain people who are young. Like if you're a soldier or something, and you're living on your own, you're independent. Then yeah, you should definitely have the right to vote. But if you're like living in your parents' basement, watching Naruto, 24 <laughs> hours a day, drinking Mountain Dew, not working a job, not doing anything productive with your life, why does your voice really matter? Yeah. Well, there's there's a reason that that's a reason that is a reasonable point because like okay so. If you're getting government assistance, are you really going to vote anything other than Democrat? Like, yeah. really, really, like, honestly, like, oh, am I going to vote Republican and then risk losing my stuff? Like, I, I, I just, I, it's. That's true. But the problem is our, in the, in the con, you know, in the constitution says that our government's supposed to represent all citizens. So okay, everybody well, should be allowed to at, vote. If yeah, we're voting in a but, representative government, everybody, say citizens, should be allowed to vote. But but we but this this the system that we've we we've uh, adopted, mm -hmm. uh, I guess I, I'm not I'm not gonna say we created it, but like the system that's been adopted mm. uh, is is one that's like oh if you don't vote this, then this is gonna get taken away or something yeah. like that. That's yeah. like well that's that's kind of indirectly that's bribery like well there's fear tactics like because fear is the most powerful form of persuasion so it's used by any politician at any moment mm -hmm. you know you're not going to change that it's just I, again this is you know actually to go full circle here before the break this is what i was trying to tell people in the group me is that 
especially the right, needs to be smarter with strategy. Because you can overcome a lot of obstacles if you have a smart strategy. Look at Trump. Look at Kavanaugh. The right in both instances was unified. And what happened with Trump and what happened with Kavanaugh? We won. We won. When you're a team player, you win. That doesn't mean you throw out your individuality. That doesn't mean you throw out your own beliefs. It's just when push comes to shove, when the when the chips are down, when the when it matters, you vote Republican and you you know, help Kavanaugh get in and you stick in and you fight and he got confirmed. This is what the right doesn't understand. They start doing stupid stuff like going, oh, taxation theft. Stop it with that stupid slogan. That slogan triggers me because I'm, I'm not going to okay. I'm not going to debate the philosophy. I'm not going to debate the philosophy because there's going to be differences. No, 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 no. Quick question. Have yeah, you ever sure. paid like a tax? Have you ever had to go and deal with the tax return? Well, yeah, like once. <laughs> For, okay, like with real money, like every week, like every week you're working. I, that's not my that. point. That's again, this you is not my, no, you <laughs> you're not worth, you get like $2,000 and you go and see what you actually I don't, get. So it's like, oh, well, that's you know, not, that's a significant portion of my money. I don't like taxes. I'm with you on that. But my problem is when you're saying slogans like taxation is theft, it comes off as dumb and irrelevant to the point. The problem that, you know, we want to get lower taxes, obviously, but we're not going to ban taxation. We're not going to abolish the IRS. That's stupid. It's never going to happen. Like, well, I mean, and, and especially like having your individualism, like everybody can have their individualism, but when it's time to perform, yeah. when it's time to, to make something happen, when it's time to make the governor, uh, the judge Kavanaugh thing happen, when it's yeah. time to get the corporate tax cuts, when it's time to get these budgets done, uh, drop the, the, there's no time for those individual your individual BS like get get it done like yeah come together yeah. get it done that's what we voted you in for yeah yeah I agree with that when, it, when, when the chips are down you gotta go with the side you're on because and this is why there, when people are like, oh, both sides are the same, bro. Okay, maybe establishment is, but there are some clear differences from the right and left philosophy. One side, uh, let's see, there are some socialists in there. They want to raise your taxes. They want to take some guns away. They want to do gun control. They want more immigration. They want more government in your life. The other side wants less government in your life. They want lower taxes. They want less immigration. They want to stop illegal immigration. They want... You know, more personal freedoms, yada, 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 more gun rights, yada, yada, yada. We want to make, we want to build every poor person a castle and make the rich pay for it. <laughs> yeah, Dictator Phil here has a lot of good impressions. That's his um, Bernie Sanders impression. Oh, my God. <laughs> but my point, my point is, is that there are moments where you have, like, like when I see these libertarians, there these people in the middle. They're like, I don't know, I don't like Trump, I don't like Hillary. I'm voting Gary Johnson. I'm voting third party. You are throwing your vote away, and then they'll say, I'm trying to send a message. You're the only message you're sending is that you're stupid. I hate to put that harshly, but your vote doesn't matter. You're not changing anything. You're not going to shake up anything. You're just helping the left win. That's why they prop up these freaking libertarians every so, year. My opinion is libertarianism is like, is like idealistic. Is is commun is like communism in that it's just it's a fantasy. It's yeah. a fantasy. Like yeah. look, you're 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 trying to prop something that is just not. It's not real. It's not. 
Uh, it's not practical. Yeah, people are going to move. Like people are going to move the way that they want to move, and the and it doesn't matter how many restrictions you put on them. It doesn't matter what kind of legislation you throw at them. That things are going to happen the way that they're going to happen. And like like look at the economy for example, right? The economy is is not is not itself an entity. It's just, it's a bunch of people making transactions. That's what the that's what the economy mm. is. Uh, and the the more the better platform you have for people to be able to buy and sell goods, the better economy you have, and the better everything else every everything else you have. Like communism, it's like look at every place that has communism doesn't work. Why? Because <laughs> you just restrict the, whatever little economies left in that country. Look, yeah. like, like oh, come on, like like Venezuela, come on, you. you they're sitting on oil and they're failing. Why? Yeah. Socialism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where I get back because liber a libertarian paradise be everything privatized, no taxes. Okay. That's not going to happen. It's not realistic in any regard. Abolishing the IRS is not realistic. It's not going to happen. You got to pay for stuff one way or another. You need a military to defend the country because it's not going to be a volunteer military. That's going to be the crappiest military in the world. And we had the best military in the world. And it's doing pretty good. So the reason to go back to what triggered all this was that the taxation is theft slogan. Like we can debate the philosophy. That's fine. I don't want to do that because that's not my point. My point is from a strategic angle, that slogan is a dumb play because you're not winning any hearts and minds by saying something so um, preposterous like that that doesn't have anything to do with lowering taxes. If you're saying it's theft, you're implying we shouldn't have it, in my view. But a slogan like, build the wall, America first. Like, build the wall has a bit of provocation. It has a visual, which is always strong persuasion. And it sums up the illegal immigration issue perfectly in a reasonable manner while still being provocative, which is keep them out, end it, but let them in legally. And another one would be like Milo always says like feminism is cancer. Like it's provocative, <laughs> funny, you know, it gets you riled up, but it's not wrong, you know? It's so dreadfully awful. Uh, just feminism is absolutely horrible. <laughs> well, see, with libertarians, it's just such a big like idea that time. it really encompasses mm -hmm. anyone from like republicans who are too afraid of guns say republicans to mm -hmm. like people who is who are stone throws away from ancap what's the distinction between a libertarian and an ancap i don't know i would like a libertarian or an ancap to tell me i think like i think from my understanding like libertarians still believe in government a government existing ancap yeah that's difference but the thing is, like, you know, you can say taxation is theft. You know, that it's, it, you know, it very much feels like theft, you know, extortion or theft or something along the lines of that. However, you know, to live in this world, you kind of need to go make some concessions. But yeah. do we need an income tax? Probably. By the, okay, so here, here let, let, let me throw a random thought. Well, it's not completely random, but we, we were, we had, we were talking about Milo. And so I was looking at, so I was looking at, uh, I like I like to troll Twitter. Sue me, but um, so um, so I so I saw some post um by by one of the Dems here, and like, yeah, I busted him out. Whatever. Um, but yeah, no, he was saying he was saying like, oh, um, we should 
we, we should silence people like like the pro with the protest and like and and for those people that say that silencing doesn't work uh, oh yeah milo uh, uh he's in it debt. works milo milo's in debt and, and i i i replied that's I kind of like, his fault to be yeah, honest. you know i was like look uh the silencing did not put milo two to four million dollars in debt okay you don't get there by being silenced <laughs> like you you get like the silencing he got silenced from twitter and he got a book deal and, and it his was book great. and the book the the book that was written was like number two bestseller new york times bestseller number and one. Number he one. He was number one. I, I, I was uh, well, number one. two, one, same difference. <laughs> I Look, forget, it was why yeah. it was super successful, and like, and he got like funding to do all kinds of crazies, what virtually whatever he wanted to do. No, you get into two to four million dollars of debt by living an outrageously lavish lifestyle, which he did. Lavishly but that's not part, that's that's lifestyle. part of it. The other part lavish. is <laughs> a lot of his tours got canceled that he'd already paid for. And one of them still hasn't paid his money back, and he's suing them. So yeah, the lavish lifestyle so, is a big part of it, but it's also this tour stuff. Look, but, and 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 he's made he's made some like not so great decisions to like not not silent not to get silenced, but like mm. just financial decision. Like you're you're like yeah, like come on, and that'll put you back like like those things you said, Dale. That'll put you that'll put you like half a million dollars in debt. It's not gonna put you like two to four million. Like I don't think like, he's that deep in debt though. I he think those numbers said are he said himself oh, he, said he was like. That like like there was an article, there was an article that was like that that was that had him at two million dollars in debt mm. somewhere around there, and he posted something that was like oh you you, you miscalculate it's like closer, <laughs> it's, more. it's closer to four you know how important <laughs> he was like you know how important you have to be to be four million dollars in debt oh like, my god I'm like, no you lit yeah. like literally and and you read stories about the kind of parties that he had mm. in Miami. Like where he had this big mansion, all yeah, kinds the of de Milo. Like he lived. You, you, you know, come on. If you're gonna, if you're gonna live in Miami and live the the Freddie Mercury lifestyle, yeah. You, come on, you're gonna mount. You're gonna mass some bills. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, look, yeah. Your Amex card can only handle so much, buddy. Like, and and, and but but like to use that. But any but, digression. Uh, if you're gonna use that as your talking point into pro silencing like it's a port it's poor like look at look at alex jones right they 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 try to silence him and he's still up and running doesn't mean that i like either of them eh, probably not but you I know like Milo. <laughs> but but yeah i mean you know pros, pros cons you know but 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 in any case um get your facts right Please, that's all I ask. Get, get your facts right. Make some sense when you're making an argument, because you're gonna. If you don't, I'm gonna be there to troll you hard. Just, just <laughs> let you know. Just let you know. I'll find you and I'll troll and that, you. That upsets me more than anything. Though, like this no platforming stuff. Yeah. It's just so infuriating. Like they claim <laughs> they want to be pro free speech or whatever, but they're they not. This. Like they lose all credibility when they do that. And I think I know who you're talking about. If you know, I, I'm thinking correctly, and it's someone who's pretty high within the CDs. Yep. And um, yeah, like that that person in particular, not a big fan. 
These people are, and these people are like high up in our like, in the 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 student government thing. Like, oh my God, we're we're, we're in a bad situation here. Like, uh, like just in general, like the CDs and the CRs too. Like, they like especially the CRs. Like, they probably upset me more than most than the CDs because at least I expect that of the CDs. Yeah. But when I was there, they're the college Republicans. <laughs> they were like. They didn't do anything other than have parties and thought. And now they have segregated parties. Do we really want to get into the CRs issues here? (laughs) We'd be here for a while. Yeah, we don't have enough time. We're running running out of clock here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the CRs are something else. Because like like you said, at least the CDs, like you expect that. They're relatively honest. So like, yeah, we want to deplatform you. But the CRs are just like... No, we we vote Republican. Oh wait, not for Trump. Oh, you know, we we're we're conservative except when it comes to like immigration or any issues that matter uh, or people to care about. Ah, uh, we're just gonna have a party, guys. Oh, and by the way, it's gonna be segregated. Bye. Like, look at the last, like, you know, five or ten college Republican presidents, and look who what they were doing beforehand. Like, I'm pretty sure either like most or all of them were already on the exec board before they became the president. Like, it's yeah. all a bunch of like, you know, it's, it's my friend. Let him go and do this, and that's exactly how it happened. You know, and it's it's not good. There's such a high level of nepotism within that organization that's disgusting. And that's why they don't do anything because they like to go and party so they can go and hang out with other people so that, you know, the young ones can go and become the new president and impress daddy at his country club. <laughs> yep. It's all about who you know and who you radio edit. Yeah, I know what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. It rhymes with glow. <laughs> but, yeah, the thing with the CRs is they're a click of elitist, you know, uh, just elitist. I mean, that's I don't have any more synonyms or uh, adjectives there. They They're are country club Republicans. Yeah, yeah, country club that's Republicans. I, I heard the term rhino. That was a pretty good one. I like <laughs> that one. Yeah, they are rhinos. I mean, the current, you know, the past CR president was a registered Democrat that didn't vote for Trump, and then then you know didn't allow the club to endorse Trump. I mean. And they like allowed like the president of or son who was high in the rankings of the college Democrats to go to a campaign event for Grant Thompson. Are they under the radar? Another meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they love uh, dictator Phil here. But they also had their current president help out with a Tim Kaine event, um, is what I've been told. And there have been pictures in the Collegian of her with her friends at the Tim Kaine uh, event where Tim Kaine came to speak. I don't know her level yeah, of involvement. I was, also, but. I was also told that she had a party that was uh, very interesting, to say the least. <laughs> I, I was told it was quote-unquote segregated, not in the racial sense, but in the sense of all her friends and quote from what she said, people that live here would be on the first floor. She said that. I was there. Let me tell you, there are a lot of people up there that did not live there. And then when a friend of mine was there and you know he was, she yelled at him, and said that he couldn't be up here. But then when he tried to sit down, she started freaking out at him. Uh, oh, sorry, he wasn't trying to sit down. He was trying to pick up his coat to leave because he forgot it. But she thought he was trying to sit down. And she freaks out at him. And he goes, I'm just getting my effing jacket. Just my effing jacket. And he goes, effing BS. And then leaves. <laughs> oh, see, that's, that's just rude behavior. And, like, honestly, the college Republicans, 
Like, I, I'm really not surprised, but when I was there, they at least had good parties. And then, like, <laughs> like they did. They actually had some guy used to be in a frat. He had this, like, giant house. There's, like, all sorts of furnishings there. And there was no level of, like, like contempt to other people, like, within there. Not not to this. I mean, there was, but, like, they used to be treated nice at the parties. Yeah. We didn't have segregated rooms or anything like that. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. At least when, when I was, it was my senior year. We had a registered Democrat as the college Republican president. I went to one party and it was in this like cramped little room. It just wasn't fun. And I don't even know how it was this time, but it wasn't hopefully here. It wasn't so cramped. Well, we were in the basement, which was all cruddy and dirty, but at least it was where all the fun, interesting, normal people were. But other than like, that's where Mikey, Olivia, all the good, cool people that I like were, but up above, no fun. No fun. So I, I wasn't up there. And it's just... Oh. It's like get in the dungeon already. Like, <laughs> They're giving you the cold shoulder. Like, yeah. why host a party if you're going to treat them like crap? It's just so mean. You know, like, you're all in the same organization. Why are you doing this? Because they and, want you, you know, to feel bad. Like, right. that, that's just rude. And, like, you know, that's, that's bullying. That's mean girl stuff. That's toxic femininity right there. <laughs> yes. There we yes. go. I'll say this, like I, um, I, I can, you know, obviously as you guys have learned to know me, uh, <laughs> I am a fairly animated individual. <laughs> I know. Surprise, surprise. Yes. Uh, I hate going into those meetings and well, actually, no, I don't, I don't hate it. You like having fun at them. Yeah, you like start I, I do. I, I, I can see the uncomfortability in people's eyes when i go to those meetings and it and it actually motivates me to keep going they're they're they are uh, discriminating against veterans uh yeah that's right well, see when i was there like the first like the first in my senior year like they oh they my god like that's back that was back when the bull moose party was like not as crazy as it is today apparently but i mean i don't know i haven't been there since i left but when we went we went there we just like all wore like maga hats and <laughs> present the first day and I kept wearing my MAGA hat after that. And I knew he was so upset about that because he would not, like, endorse Trump at all. He was helped, like, he was very friendly with too many Democrats. That's the problem with the college Republicans. They're, like, buddy-buddy with the college Dems. Mm -hmm. like, and that doesn't mean you can't get along and be friends, but they do it to, like, almost appease them, you know? I'm telling you, yeah. the, I'm telling you, though, a lot of people were upset, like, that, that there was no, so there, that, like, I, I only saw like maybe one or two CRs that were at the actual legit. The gun march. The gun march. Yeah. And that really, that rubbed some people the wrong way. Well, what activism have they done? The, the, I mean, yeah, like, look, this is literally your thing. Like this gun, gun, gun rights, right? Pro Second Amendment. This is lit. This is your wheelhouse. Where are you at? But like you, the, People call for in in times like these, in situations like these, they people call for leadership. They call for leadership, right? And if you're not there, where what are you doing? Like that that's not leadership. That's like you're avoiding. That's the opposite of leadership. Oh, because anybody, any, any, oh, I'm not. I'm trying not to get edited here. Um, look, no, anybody can be a leader when things are good, right? When things are good, things are great. Anybody can lead, right? It's when the it's when the tough times come, right? 
when when things get tough, when challenges come in front of you, that's where the, that's when real leaders show up. And look, I'm I wasn't impressed with what I saw from them anyway. I was very very impressed with the protest. Like they they, they did great, but yeah. You guys need to go and talk to like you guys need to go and try to get a voice in the CRs. You need to go and like get more people in there because it's been going downhill since at least when I first went there because there's actual Republicans in there. And when I first went, a lot of people were actually in the Trump train. Yeah, and this was before he was even like the nominee, and now mm. it's just gotten to the point where I don't even know what they do. I don't even think they know what they do. It's like all they do is like basically do socials and mo- like. At least last time I checked, like most of them were co-sponsored with the college Democrats. It gives the feel. They can't hold their own socials anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I agree. But like, it, it gives the feeling, and maybe I'm wrong here, but it, it, it's just the feeling is that the people that are in charge are more about themselves and yep. their career yep. Yep. and their 100%. resume and yep. that what whatever it is they do more than the actual what they're supposed movement. to be doing like the movement the, the the whole organization as a whole what they're supposed to be doing and yeah like this, this like people were take some 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 people were taking notice some people yeah it's just so annoying because they don't do anything impactful that's why i'm heavily involved with turning point because turning point actually gets stuff done and we're effective the crs are the least effective organization mike is a good leader I he, love is, he really is like i i was i've always been impressed i've always been impressed with those guys and uh of course, you know they're they're, they're the great alternative to the CRs. Well, yeah, everybody. It's like yeah, I feel like there's pe- people people are starting to go there, partially because of their dissatisfaction for CRs. CRs. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I know. I've gotten so many people because of that, and everybody on the board with me has voted for Trump on the exec board turning point. Everybody voted for Trump, and the CRs. I don't think there's a single person on that board that voted for Trump and they're the college Republicans and we're yeah, nonpartisan. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? I, I, okay. So, 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 okay. I, and, and I, I try to be, I try to like, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Do yeah. not get me wrong. I love to try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, so, okay. So you want to support Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was a good candidate at great, but when he lost, Time, time to get on that Trump bandwagon, right? That's your guy. Yeah, that's exactly. your guy. That's it. It's over, right? Deal with it. Deal oh, with you it. Mean, however, you know what the you Republicans to... did when they were supposed to vote whether to accept Trump or not, right? Oh, oh I didn't tell Phil this. Oh, you did it. Yeah, tell him. That's dictator Phil to you. Yeah, no. dictator Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Don't kill so, me. No, no. I'm well, like, I was a college Republican at the time. And I get this text in the middle of the summer. Like, I was just off work, so I was going to vote on it. And it was a straw poll. And it was only open for like. At most, like I think, I think it's open for like maybe a day at most, but it's during the middle of the summer. No one, people have that stuff from you. They don't give a crap. And then it's a straw poll, so you don't know how many people actually voted in it. And I was just, and they came out and say, oh well, the straw poll said this, and it's against the college Republican Constitution to do votes on, like to do votes over the internet, over like especially over stuff like that is important as that. So they violated their own constitution. When we call them out for, they just pretend it didn't happen. Like, we actually filed for, um, we did the motions according to the rules to have an impeachment, but they just didn't accept it because they didn't care. Mm. And then they denied, I think uh, Michael Straw denied it and said, oh, yeah, we did not violate the Constitution. But that first meeting, 
That was the, the one during his senior year. He was talking about when they all got, uh, they all wore their MAGA hats and they were berating the exec board for not endorsing Trump. That was my first ever CR meeting. It was lit, I tell ya. I was like, this is awesome. This is hilarious. This is entertaining. And every meeting after that was just boring. As boring yeah. as it gets. But that was awesome, seeing the fight. You know, I was like, yeah, come on. Get him. Let's get Trump uh, endorsed here. No, didn't happen. See, that was probably either my first. There's one other meeting that was actually interesting. On that that was before your time as well. That was the time that someone actually got uh, the person who would become the president to cry after. Like, I forget what happened. But it was just hilarious. Like, he just started berating him over stuff that he's done. And he was, like, calling everyone out on the Robert's Rules of Order because he was the only one who actually knew the rules by heart. He was, like, lawyering them and just, like, tricking them into things. Like, oh, well, technically, there wasn't a call to order, so you can't vote on that. It was just, like, he was trawling them so bad. It was, it was like, the election meeting. It was only supposed to be, like, a regular meeting length, but it ended up becoming, like, four or five hours because he kept trolling them. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know what I was thinking at the time of the election? So, so when the election was happening, and um, like, so uh, Hillary Clinton booked out the Javits Center in New York, right? So, this is this. Uh, has anybody ever been to the Javits Center? It's like, a, okay, so, so anyway, it's this big building with a glass. Ceiling, right? It was that a she was ceiling. Yeah, because that was the whole thing. Yeah. She thought she had it in the bag. She was going to be like, she was going to give this weird speech going, oh, I broke the glass ceiling by becoming the first female president. Like, like something along those lines. And then Trump started winning those states. Oh. It started coming. And you started seeing that the, the smiles started turning into <laughs> puzzled faces. Oh. And then the puzzled faces started turning into frowns. And then the frowns started turning into tears. And all of us were loving it. But anyway, oh, and then I love that. And night. then as soon as as soon as Podesta went up there and Ooh. said, uh, we're gonna keep fighting, come back, uh, we're as soon as he's like, we're coming back. He said, he gave some speech and it was like, uh, we're going to fight. We're going to keep fighting. The voting hasn't stopped. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, she's conceded. Yeah. I was like, as soon as I, cause look, look at the venue. There's no way in H E double hockey sticks that this woman, <laughs> that this woman is going to concede at the Javits center. No way, no possible way. Nothing would have been more humiliating for this woman than to concede where she was supposed to break the glass ceiling. Ooh, I, I, I well, the moment I had extremely high hopes because I through the whole campaign was like Trump has a really good chance of winning. I didn't say it was in the bag, but I said he's got a really good chance. Unlike what the media was saying, but when they canceled her fireworks, which was like a few days before, I was like, "Ooh, I think we got this." And then going into that night, I remember telling you, Alex, I literally said to you, I think he's going to win. And then sure enough. Yeah, I honestly didn't think he was going to win that night. But, you know. We, we had reservations, but like when Michigan went down, that was, that a big was one. like, that was the big one. That was like the big one. And at the beginning, every, Virginia, he was winning Virginia yeah. for the long. I remember when I was in the car going to the, our watch party. I was like, What? He's gonna. He's almost. He's winning Virginia. Obviously, he lost it, but that was like a big hopeful sign. Then, then when he took Florida, I was like, "Oh, he's got." It. Took Ohio, got it. 
just got win PA, and he's gonna get yeah. PA. If yeah. he gets Ohio and Florida, he's got PA. I thought and he'd you win saw PA. the votes. I was shocked and you by saw Michigan. the Pennsylvania votes sinking because he was because Hillary was up by a good chunk, and then you saw the vote and you saw the Pennsylvania votes shrinking. Yeah, because they got and the they were shrinking areas. and they were shrinking, and then yeah. all of a sudden Donald Trump was up. I'm like, oh. game set match. Yeah. I was just watching that, and I was like, you know, I bet this is how people actually enjoy football feel when they see, like, a good football game. So I do not care about football in the slightest. And I was just like, like, when, they, when Pennsylvania won, like, when it was run for Trump, it was like, yeah, he's going to win. And at that point. Yeah. Well, well that was the last state last they called. We were, taking, we were taking shots of cracking at that point. And I was just like, it's the best day ever. Yeah. I know. I've, <laughs> I remember that night. <laughs> I've lost all interest in sports ever since I got to college, so I don't get excited for that anymore. But yeah, that was exciting that election night. But we got and like yeah, yeah, I know it was like our little Super Bowl. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more real news.